Welcome to Teach Me Sentai, a podcast where we're taking a look back at the Power Rangers and the Japanese series that gave it its inspiration and footage, Super Sentai. I'm John McDonough. And I'm Natalie Bridgman. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash teach me sentai. Natalie, what are we up to today? Today we are back in the Power Ranger world. We are going to find out if Tommy loses his powers. Guys, <laughs> gender neutral guys, the show is challenging me. The yeah. show is... This is really the hard. show is... A journey through exhaustion. <laughs> There's good stuff. Oh, yeah. It, I'm just remembering the Halcyon days where I liked this show more. <laughs> and I thought things made sense. Never. But like more sense in season one. That's where we are. Yeah. If you want to watch, if you want to feel pain, not pain. Some of these are good. There are highlights. There are highlights. There are. It's on Netflix in Netflix. the US. Watch along with us. We're having fun. I guess we do have to do like a real recap, though, because we split up part one and part That's two. That's right. That's right. So Tommy has been losing his powers Forever. for, I think, the past 463 years. Yeah. He was visited by a vision of him from the future who said communicator to him mm-hmm. and is like in the final battle, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, stuff. Zed kidnapped some angry teens to make them into his Dark Rangers, created a monster called Turban Shell that sucks, brought them all to Otherworld. No one's morphers are working. The rest of Tommy's powers are sucked out and the Dark Rangers have been empowered and Zordon and Alpha are cut off. Is that everything that happened in part one? I think so. Also, the Dark Rangers look terrible. I I don't want to talk about it, but we had to look at them again. I had to look at them again, didn't I? Yeah. And they look so bad. It's just like, ugh. I just like, I'm a good person, you know? Like, I'm I'm trying my best. Let's get into it. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Green No More Part 2. So this episode's really repetitive. Here we go. Tommy <laughs> is hiding out from Turban Shell, like we said when we last left it. And Turban Shell's like taunting him, being like, are you a coward? And Tommy's like, no, I'm not a coward, and jumps out and kicks him. And wow, mm-hmm. he's unmorphed. He's being so strong, but then instantly jumps back into hiding. I guess he is a coward. I don't know. This part's fun. Yeah. This, I think maybe my favorite part of the episode is Tommy trying to like outsmart and hide and get the jump on Turban Shell. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of saying that name. I almost want to rename him. Um, they, Tommy, though, is in a pretty tough situation. There's this great part where he's like kind of hidden underneath some grass and he grabs Turban Shell and kind of flings him down oh a hill. God, that it's part's such pretty a, great. It's a huge fall. Like he falls for like a long time. But he is a evil monster with yeah. a big shell. So he's okay. It's true. It's, it's really, though, pretty intense, I guess. Tommy definitely is going to need some help soon. But you know who can't help him? Zordon and Alpha. We see the command center. It's surrounded by bad 90s After Effects. But I say bad there in a good way. Like, this is why I'm here watching the show. Because I want to see random little, like, weird lines around the command center. Yeah. They can't get a hold of anyone. And what's worse is that energy field is compressing. And it's going to cause the command center to implode, which is my kind of stakes. Yeah. I kind of wanted it to implode. I mean, we're a long way away from this, but... It does blow up. I know it does, but, you know. Until Billy uses company funds illicitly to rebuild it. (laughs) Goldar is ready to murder the Power Rangers. Yeah. And says, like, no, because I want to torture them. If there's a lesson in this episode for Goldar and for Lord Zed, it's that, like, you don't need to mess with these people. Just take the shot. (laughs) Just if you got the shot, if it's a clean shot, take it. Yeah, they really do just, like, 
This is the big error. This is a huge error on Zed's part. But Zed wants to send them back to Earth where they'll be helpless while Terminchell destroys everything because he's got his powers. And Mm -hmm. I must asterisk because like, when? (laughs) To my memory, the Morphers stopped working in part one because they were in Lord Zed's dimension. But in this episode, it's implied that he stole their powers in the crystal too, which I don't think is what happened. I don't really remember that either. I was like, maybe I just don't remember. But yeah, they really made this jump of like, they don't have powers right now. Their Morphers are gone. But maybe when they were apprehended, like they took the morphers. I guess what works and what doesn't work. Sure. And what it doesn't make any sense. What is a ranger power? What's not? Maybe it's because the command centers shut off that their powers aren't working. But other things, it doesn't it doesn't really track. But point is, the team gets sent back to Earth and they're like, we got to get in touch with Zordon. We got to find a way to get Tommy. Mm-hmm. Goldar is going to go and taunt Tommy. So Goldar has this weird device. What is it? Don't know. No Why does idea. he have it? I don't know. <laughs> We're we're rolling, we're rolling. And he uses it to show Tommy clips of him as the Green Ranger to be like, you used to be cool and now look at you, you idiot. And I guess that's where we're at right now. And Tommy looks like he's being really affected by this. Again, psychological torture, useless. Take the shot. Just kill him. (sighs) Yeah, this is where I have just exclamation point, kill, exclamation point, them, exclamation point in my notes. (laughs) We go to Billy's garage. We come into Billy's garage on a shot of the, I don't know what you that know, was. those rotating colorful disco lights yeah. that maybe like when you were in school, you were like doing some kind of fundraiser and they were like, if you sell, make your parents yeah. basically buy an insane amount of this thing, we're going to give you this cool disco light. It had that energy. That's apparently a very high tech device yeah. here in this lab. Mm-hmm. It looks very dumb. Billy is working on a way to try to like break through, at least get a message through the command center. But uh oh, here's Turban Shell. He's giant. He's attacking the city and they can't use the swords because I guess they can't morph. Right. We go to the moon. Why? I don't know. Zed's there. Goldar's there. Is this consistent even within the own logic of this episode? No. I have no. it written down that Goldar is in two places at once. Yeah. And so is Zed, because that's also back at the cave. Right. And Goldar is two different faces in this episode. Oh, I didn't notice that. One is like closed and the other one is open mouth. And what what is this? I don't know what's going on. I have a theory that will develop over the course of this episode that the production of this show is on fucking fire right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is It is going down the drain. There are clues of this later on, Quicker than I can possibly too. imagine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But they're going to reprogram the Zords because I guess that's a thing they can do. Sure. I don't know. I don't understand how Zed's powers work. What are Zed's powers? I don't even understand. Being really annoying, to be honest. (laughs) Mansplaining. Just, it's the roid brain, you know what I mean? Yelling. He is roided out. It's a problem. Like, he got there and Goldar was so excited. This is why Finster is down in his studio just (laughs) chilling. Because he's like, I don't, this this guy's not it. This guy's not it. Back on Otherworld, in the field, wherever the hell Tommy is. Yeah. Goldar's there, two places at once. Mm-hmm. And Tommy's like, you're never going to get to me with your emotional manipulation. I'm going to fight you. And he gets the device. Okay. <laughs> in part one, Tommy is playing basketball when he sees a vision appear. Mm-hmm. And the person gives him a message. Right. And that message is communicator. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Tommy gets the device which is somehow a time device through which somehow a spectral person appears and is like, I got your message. Here's the communicator. I know. What? 
I know. What? Like, <laughs> they don't even do the time travel thing right. And I was like, wait, maybe there's like a third part where he's going to go back and do those. No. Nope. It. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's. Moving on. We just must move on. There's yeah, no sense to we can't. this. The yeah. time travel makes no sense. He gets his communicator. He teleports away. I guess that ranger power is working. Again, I don't know the rules. Yeah. Well, the, is that just the communicator? But no. the command center's blocked. Right. Off. They can't communicate. Uh, who the heck? <sighs> <laughs> He goes straight to the garage. They finally get a hold of Zordon. And Zordon's like, look, th- we got to shatter the crystal or we're like all hosed. But only a non-ranger <clears throat> can do it. Right now, they're all not rangers, right? Wrong? I don't know, but they act like say. Tommy's the only one who's not. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Like, Tommy's powers are not fully gone. Like, they weren't fully gone by the end of the last episode. They were just almost gone. But then and they were like, absorbed. Yeah. And then they were like, this, it has to be me. I was like, fine, whatever. I guess it does. But Jesus. They're all like, this is going to be really dangerous, but spoiler, it's not. No. Pops in, grabs it, smashes it. What are you going to do? The Dark Rangers are like depowered. Thank God. Never want to look at them God, again. Let's so forget bad. they exist. But I am mad that they like just didn't do anything. Like, God, you cast all those people for what? Jesus. And made all those ugly costumes and put them on screen. Jesus. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. He teleports out. Cool. The Rangers Morphers are okay. Mm-hmm. How are they not okay? We don't know, but don't they're know. okay. So they morph, they make the Megazord. <laughs> and then Turban Shell's like, ooh, lunch in a can. What is happening? I don't know. I'm trying to explain it to you because that's my job in making this podcast, <laughs> but I can't explain it. It's, ooh, they yeah. fight it. Yeah. He like, okay, something interesting happens here that's going to become a pattern. Jason disappears. We do not hear Jason's voice at any point no. during this sort of fight. There's a reason for that. Yeah, I, I think there really is. So the thing hits them, which pushes everyone except for Jason out of the Megazord. And I guess, though we don't see this, unmorphs the Megazord to that like red dragon yeah. warrior form. This is still a Jutu monster. We are still not seeing these things interact. Right. Then there's like a shot from the Lipstick Songstress episode where, like, the dragon gets hurt and then flies away. Mm-hmm. If you remember that from when they were fighting her and, and then Ren ends yeah. up fighting her. <laughs> you remember. Lipstick Songstress. Yeah. You know when the show was good? Because right. it was a different show. <laughs> that that shot's in there. And no one's like, where's Jason? He just flies off. And they're like, he might as well be dead. <laughs> Zordon says that Tommy has to get himself eaten. Tommy does morph. This is like one last Tommy. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know if I clarified that, that Tommy has enough power to also morph and be in. He literally says, since I touched that crystal, I feel like I can have one more fight. Stupid. Anyway. And you know what? It's the thing that makes the most sense that happens in this episode. <laughs> it's true. Zoran's like, we have to heat it up from the inside and then put water on it and that will freeze it. Oh my I God. don't, I'm not a physis, a physicist, <laughs> a physicist. I, this is where we are, but yeah. I don't get that. It's not like he's a rock. Tommy hides inside some melons. I guess this is why Turban Shell said lunch in a can because he eats those melons. He then has a giant laser gun. Starts (laughs) blasting. It's getting hot. He's like, whoa, I can't breathe. Two seconds later, he's like, yes, I can. I can keep going. Zach gets a big hose. And freezes him with it? But it doesn't even look like he's freezing. It looks like he's just discolored. Like he's losing his coloration. Yeah, yeah. Like... I don't know, a cooked shrimp or something. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. It makes no sense. In my notes, I have, this is nonsensical. Like, it really is. Because why 
does Zack know the plan? Did Zordon tell Zack the plan? Also, why not? <laughs> well, you know, Zordon's been withholding before. Like, True. That's at least consistent for the character. Also, when when it like inevitably works and like, I don't know, like Turban Shell is destroyed. T- Tommy comes is like transported out of Turban Shell and like lands next to Billy. And it's like, thanks for the laser gun. Oh my god, the mega heater specifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the I, fuck? I feel like I've gone into a time vortex and <laughs> they win. They win. The sure. mega sword's there, slice the sword. Jason's not, I don't know, Jason's temporarily dead. This is a pattern. We'll get there. Yeah, this is yeah, the thing I'm more there. excited to talk about. I just have to get through the rest of this goddamn episode. The right. Dark Rangers have no memory of what happened. Mm-hmm. And Convenient. Kim's like, maybe they just need a friend, which is a ridiculous thing to say about a group of five friends. But it works. Jason, like, really flirtatiously buys them lunch or something or sodas or whatever the hell whatever. it is. Richie's there. The show cool. is fucking dumb, lol. That's where we've gone. <laughs> this is it. Tommy says he's strong enough on the inside. His real power was inside of him all the time, except for not the Green Ranger part of it, because that's gone. He then mm-hmm. says a line, I'll miss you guys when we're on school break. To which I was like, what are we talking about? Why will you miss us? Where are you going? Why are you going? going? These questions will continue. This is the theme of the episode. The whole time. Where is he going? He is. Well, and here's the thing. I think we have to like, because this does come up in the next episode. So let's just level set. Let's all remember, I guess, that in the 90s, no one knew where anyone was. Because they never talked on the phone or something? Uh I don't know. I guess that's true. Like, you could literally just be like, I'm going to go on vacation and not tell anyone. And then all of your friends would be like, I have no fucking clue where they are. Your friends and your girlfriend and your boyfriend. Yeah. Hands in, one, two, three, Power Rangers. (laughs) We're done. We're done. We're done with the Green Ranger. Thank God. We're not done with Tommy. We're not not done with thinking or even talking about Tommy. We're only going to continue to do so. But yes, uh, he won't be there very much. And there's exactly. no more Green Ranger. And yeah. also, the other thing we're done with, unfortunately, is Jutu Monsters. Oh, damn it. Uh, I'm so broken. I'm so broken <laughs> inside by this episode. So yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. This is so bad. It feels like an exquisite corpse of a two-partner. <laughs> like, done by a bunch of, like, seven-year-olds and there was like a telephone element thrown in where yeah. it's like they could only just really quickly describe super fast and whispered, this is what happens in my scene. And then the other person would be like, okay, well, this is what happens in my scene. And they just did that for a while. Yeah. And then it's 40 minutes of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. This is my theory on yes. why this is so bad and why these next episodes, like there, there isn't, I'm going to just say, spoiler alert for this whole episode that you are listening to right now. There's not really a good episode in this bunch. No. There are highlights and fun moments, but like a solid episode, no. And I do think that is because we're like entering the late like the labor dispute era yes. of Power Rangers. And they are not covering it up. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just utter chaos on set. So yeah. like peeking behind the curtain, it will be episode twenty eight is when we will say goodbye to Jason and Zach and Trini. So, like, we're not, we're only halfway there. But, mm-hmm. like, I did not realize how early this all starts because it really just feels like the wheels are off. Like, they are scrambling. Yeah. They are in trouble. I'm really looking forward to whenever we do our deep dive in a couple episodes on, yeah. like, this <laughs> mess of, like, 
seeing if there is discussion about how early it started and how much chaos there is. Because, like, Jason disappearing, pattern, like, that they cover up worse in other episodes. Like, it just, like, it feels like everything is chaotic. They were rushed, I'm sure. And Mm. it's not going well. And now they have a new problem, which we've been complaining for weeks, that the monster fights are fine, and then they get in the Zords, and it's, like, just two people having different shots. Yeah. I didn't know how good we had it, because... (laughs) Now, they're not ready to start producing their own footage fighting the Die Ranger monsters yet. Yeah. So, oh boy, here we go. It's, yeah. Episode 14. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so episode 14, I want to just say, like, as long as the rangers aren't morphed, this is kind of fun. Like, as long as they're not- I agree. Yeah. And really gay. Yes, because it does open up with Jason being plagued by- homoerotic visions of Tommy. Not really, Mm -hmm. but like in my heart, that's what it is. That's the vibe. Yeah, he's just like, he feels so guilty about Tommy losing his powers and he that he like can't even kick right because he's just so broken up about it. I love the idea of being so upset that you can't do your cool spinning kicks. Yeah. And Zach's just like, there's a tournament in a couple hours, which like, lol, isn't there always. This is important actually. That's a plot point, the couple hours tournament, but not in the way that you think. Essentially, he's, like, really broken up about it, and he can't hit the target. Then the other rangers are, like, talking about it. They're like, wow, Jason is so broken up about Tommy. They're like, yeah, it really sucks. I (laughs) Kimberly says something like, I hope we know where he is or something like that. It's just like, aren't you, like, talking on the phone to your boyfriend? Like, what is going on? The implication is, like, Tommy just, like, because at one point she's like, well, it's not like we can't talk to him, except for that he just up and left town. Yeah, he's just out of town. I guess we are on a school break. We don't go to school in any of the rest of these episodes, but, like, Tommy seems to have just, like, hit the open road. His poor mother. He's, like, at, I don't know what he's doing. He's, like, well, find out, we find out that he's, like, at his uncle's cabin later on, or whatever, theoretically. That's where Kimberly thinks he is. Yeah. She's not sure, but... Because I guess you can't be sure. So I don't even really remember why they decided to go to his uncle's cabin to see Tommy, but they, they do. decide they're going to go get him and bring him back to talk to Jason. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zed has this idea that like, since the Rangers have decided to break apart from Jason, that he's going to bring back the biggest nemesis to Power Rangers in general, which is color coordinated candles yep. to, to suck their powers. And, I guess this, like, what he's really broken up about, what Jason is really broken up about, is that he didn't extinguish the green candle that would, I guess, have made Tommy not a target, like, earlier on. In the the green candle episodes, there is, like, a moment where he sort of has to choose between trying to extinguish the candle and saving the rest of the team, and he chooses to save the rest of the team. So, like, he is, that was many, many episodes ago. So long ago. But that is what Jason is currently, because Jason's doing his magical thinking and saying, if I just had saved him from the green candle, he wouldn't have had to get his powers back in this weird temporary way, and he wouldn't have lost them again, it's all my fault. Yeah, which, like, that's true, but also, like, you make choices. And so, basically, what happens is, while the other rangers also, we have to talk about Vulcan Skull's little aside. Yeah. While the rangers are talking about how how Jason is so broken up about Tommy, they mention the word ranger, because they talk very blatantly and openly about like being rangers in this public space all of the time. But finally, Bulk and Skull overhear just a small snippet of that conversation. 
not enough to think that they're rangers, which I think, like, God, I wish it would have been Lucky for the team. Truly, because, like, they were just like, it's hard being a ranger or whatever. And Vulcan Skull then assumed that the others know the Power Rangers or they're going to go see them. And they're like, we have to go follow them to wherever they're going because then they're going to lead us to the Power Rangers. Cool. Yes. And then Polk says, my favorite line in this episode, lucky my aunt let us borrow her taxi today. <laughs> but then she made her made them turn the meter on. They're like driving it to the mountains. That's like hours and hours. And <laughs> there's no reason it needs to be a taxi. I, I no. When that happened, I was like, oh, this must be in the footage. Nope. nope. They just it's say not- it. They just say that. They just say it. And they're just in a taxi. Right. Following the team. Then the team, they get a little lost because Google Maps doesn't exist. And Oh, yeah. There's some great <laughs> stuff here. Like, Bulk and Skull are almost going to run out of film because it's a film camera. The right. Navigation. It really, like, locates us in time. Yeah. Things. It's hard. It's, it's hard out here. So the rangers pull over and they're trying to figure out where they are. When they do, Goldar shows up and is like... I'm going to attack you guys with the putties and capture you. And they're like, no, you won't. They morph, but they're obscured by the car. A bulk and skull see Goldar. And they're like, that means the Rangers are going to show up and somehow don't see the, <laughs> the Rangers. Somehow don't see it. And then they're like, we have to get a picture of this. And it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> How will that help you determine who the Rangers are? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> A bird they, nest falls on their heads. Obviously, they end up literally with egg on their face because it's Vulcan Skull. Goldar captures the others so fast. Like, right. It's just they're like squaring off long enough for Vulcan Skull shenanigans. And then he's like, gotcha. And like, that's going to be a bit of a theme is like Goldar is sometimes just good. <laughs> right. But not oh, yeah. enough. Not enough. So then he captures them. They're in like a cage or whatever. He's like, oh, here's my speech about candles. I'm going to light these candles with the last bit of the Green Ranger candle. Isn't that ironic? It's like Advent candles. In, <laughs> in like blue and yellow. Tis the season. <laughs> It's like, who is their candle guy? Because it does look like pretty similar to the other candle. And like, it's cool. But yeah. also, why candles? Like, why is this what we're landing on? I don't know. So, okay. This seems like as good as time any to talk about. Like, this doesn't make any sense. The green candle specifically worked because Rita was the source of the green power. Yeah, right. She could do a spell because she created the green ranger in the first place. Mm -hmm. She did not create the other rangers. And in this episode, it is just kind of implied that this candle thing just works. Right. Yes. But maybe only if they're in another dimension. This one's the dimension of doom. Zed has so many dimensions. It's like a bunch. It doesn't make any sense. Zordon says some great stuff in a second, but we'll get there. Yeah, so the rangers are kidnapped. So then, obviously, Zordon is like, I need to talk to you, Jason. He brings him to the command center. He's like, I know that you were going to do this karate tournament today. And Jason's like, this karate tournament means nothing to me if my friends aren't safe. Which, like, okay. And we get a glimpse of the trophy. Yeah. The moment (laughs) of recognition on my face. Just when he said, like, you were excited to win the Golden Pipe karate tournament. I was like, oh, my God. And then they show the trophy. And it was just, like, barren straight. Okay. Yeah. Zed is so liberal with his his creative muse. Like, he's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. We'll just make a monster out of whatever. And this is petty, and I knew it was bad at the time, but I would just like to point out that this trophy is not alive. It's not a living thing. Zed turns into a monster. I know. His powers are not consistent. It's called the pipe brain. 
Anyway, Goldar's taking advantage of the one weakness of the power team, which is apparently candles, which is candles. a fucking hilarious thing to say. And then Zordon's like, you probably haven't quoted, but like Zordon is basically like, hey, Jason, you got some choices to make. Like, basically, um, if you're going to save the Rangers, like you might lose your powers. You could also not do that. and You could go to your karate tournament. Yes. OK. Uh, first of all, obviously, I wrote this all down. Zordon yeah. says he's got him in one of his dimensions, which is also <laughs> hilarious. So. The way this whole thing is framed is as though it's going to be a choice between are you going to stop Pipe Brain or are you going to save the others? But no, what he actually means is you might be at risk of losing your powers if you go to this other dimension. Is that worth it? And like, he's Mm -hmm. like, yes, of course, I'll do that. And Zordon's like, great, you have always made good decisions. I do kind of like this moment. This is one of my moments I like when Zordon's like, you were right with the green candle to do what you did. Like, that was the right call. You're a good leader. Like, Zordon's being a mentor. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go save the others, you should go. You have to go defeat that monster. So it's just, like, no stakes. It's it's just... Yeah. Like, you it get to do all sense. the stuff you were going to do anyway. So then he, like, so then he defeats the monster. He It's just, like, you know, the one, like, kind of humanoid version of the red uh, Zord. And he defeats the monster. It doesn't really oh, make any first, sense. Oh, but first, there's the fight where they don't want to they can't make the footage so like Mm -hmm. jason is mostly fighting putties in front of the monster and also some like weird big tentacles that come into frame yeah i don't really get that but anyway (laughs) so yeah so he defeats the monster and it's like whatever and then he they go into he goes into the whatever dimension it is who knows dimension of doom dimension of doom and very noticeably Austin St. John is no longer voicing, like, doing the VO. He's not doing it. Sure isn't. No, it is Some other guy. I think it's actually a Frankenstein between some other guy and some archival stuff. Yeah, well, they, like, everything that would be standard, like, any kind of morphing sequence or, like, catchphrase, that's him. But anything that is new or, like, has to be said is this other guy who's, like, doing a weird, trying his best to be Austin St. John impression and, like... It sounds kind of like a New Yorker. It's really weird, but like a bad New Yorker accent, you know, not to offend New Yorkers, but like a bad version of it. It's bad. <sighs> it's not good. But I will, I did notice in this that they, like their suits like really nice. Like they're really tailored. All they have figured out the fit. We complained about it. So now we got to give them credit. Like yeah. the suits fit again. They fit. There is like a something to do with power coins. The candles are neutralized. So, okay. So- like do we need to explain it do we no i just hate it that's all i wanted to say and it's a little goofy and this part's actually kind of worth watching just because it's so goofy Mm -hmm. but like it doesn't make any sense it is something with power coins yeah i don't know what it is he like he's like give me all your power coins and then he they like hand them over and then he like arranges them and it takes a really long time he like time. puts them on top of the candles and yeah. holds his it's very stupid it's, it's like like and it takes so long i'm just like why anyway they all escape from their like cell or whatever and they're like yeah we have our powers and we're escaping and then jason is a little delayed by goldar but he is able to get out of it very easily it's not even that much of a complication but it does result in the rest of the rangers arriving back at the command center just like a few seconds before him where they're like oh no and zordon's like he may have lost his powers and like basically the minute he says that jason appears he's like hey guys i'm fine (laughs) 
And then they're like, yeah, we have to go to this karate tournament, which I thought he would have missed. I thought it had already happened. Like this all no. took space. This all took place in the matter of like a couple hours. It's a non thing. But what is a thing? He is not wearing a shirt. It's true. He looks so good. He is stacked as hell. I didn't think that people dressed that way to karate tournaments. I've only been to a couple, but I thought they I've never been to one shirts. of you center gym and juice bar so oh that's true it's like totally whatever yeah he like does i thought it was like going to be like a sparring tournament but he does like some very elaborate form and they're like oh this guy totally wins immediately they give him the trophy it's the trophy we saw before great amazing and then (laughs) well it's before the tournament that right while they're still in the command center but it's good that we saved it for last because it's the most important because it is really the most important beat but it wouldn't have made sense Alpha has found Tommy on the Vuyan Globe. He's just like sitting outside in the grass wearing all white except for a jacket. Hmm. Interesting. And he's There's writing a letter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's writing a letter to Jason and Alpha can somehow broadcast. No, he's talking Tommy. out loud. His mouth is Is he is talking moving. out loud? I've, okay. Yes. I was just losing my mind. I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. So instead of waiting for this letter to be delivered, it's they just watch him write it and talk <laughs> yeah. out loud because he's an absolute freak of nature. Dear Jason, I wanted to write you guys. And then he's like, but he says a bunch of shit. But the most important thing is he says, go win this golden pipe trophy for me. Yeah. And I forgive you. And I love you more than Kimberly. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the gayest thing. I just have it's... written in my notes in all caps, gay. That's it. <laughs> we are two people who are prone to see gay wherever there's even just a it's glimmer true. of it. But this yeah. is not a glimmer. This is a <laughs> blinking light. And you know what? This isn't the only place <laughs> in this chunk of episodes. There's other no. gay stuff here. There is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of takes us to where like, anyway, but yeah, that's the episode. I don't really know. Yeah. But this is the beginning of like the end of like decent voice actor work for you would imagine which three characters. They're, yeah. they're just not really Zach doing is it. okay for a while. Yeah. The others, you can tell that stuff is going on. Bulk and Skull's picture is bad. I don't think we need to tell you that, but no, they, it's they do a yet again. We have this picture. Look at it. Who cares? Let's move on. Right. Let's take a break. Let's take a breath. <laughs> Let's take take a beat. Take a selfie. That's something that's on MT. I don't know why I said that. I'm gonna cut that. Why did you say that? It's it's on RuPaul's Drag Race when you were watching when you would watch on VH1. That would come up on the thing. Anyway, oh, it's not really important. Okay. We got more, and they're just gonna keep doing it, and we're just gonna keep doing it because we're trapped <laughs> in a hell dimension of doom. See yeah. you on the other side. <laughs> Episode 15, I do, there's some like genuinely great moments in this one as a whole, Mm -hmm. whatever, you get it. It's called Orchestral Maneuvers in the Park, first of all, which is stupid and I like it. So Richie is a slut. I don't know why I wrote that down. I just thought you should know. (laughs) It's true. And (laughs) Curtis invites everyone to his jazz concert. We find out that Zach has an uncle who's a famous jazz musician who is dead. And Curtis, who is his cousin, I guess probably a different father i'm assuming this is like a third uncle it might Um, just be like a great uncle that they just call uncle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that it would make a lot of sense but he he also plays a trumpet he's gonna play in this jazz concert he his trumpet hasn't made it yet in the move and so zach is gonna let him borrow his uncle's trumpet isn't that great richie is just giving curtis eyes to me Mm -hmm. clearly have hit it off really intensely and i'm really happy for them 
Zed is like, well, I'm not going to let that happen. We're going to do a hallucination spell on that trumpet so that they think that they're fighting monsters from the past. Sure. Why not? There's more discussion about Tommy being somewhere. He didn't have to go anywhere. He could just be here. It's not a huge thing in this episode. They, Bulk and Skull have a new plan. This, to me, is one of their better plans. Yeah. First part of the plan, call Billy a dweebazoid and then feel very (laughs) proud of it. Second part of the plan is that they have a bunch of cement and they're going to go to places where the rangers fought and make casts of the rangers footprints and then compare that to other people which like that's forensic science like i i think this is of of their plans one of the better ones i mean yes except like the rangers are wearing boots and like all that's really doing is getting like a shoe size okay fine you hate bulk and skull i get it no it's just that if i were bulk and skull's friend i would be like hey guys this will just narrow down each ranger's shoe size and which is not nothing <laughs> considering there's five of them that's five shoe sizes you would the only rule out like a small amount anyway i'm not doing bulk and skull slander i need something to like in this episode <laughs> it's true it's a good one um the putties <laughs> attack this is billy and zach and kimberly carrying the trumpet through the park because of course there's a big putty fight why is it not in a case oh yeah it's never in a case it's stupid this is like a valuable trumpet apparently yes billy like throws a putty and it like goes up a wall which is fun kimberly (laughs) does it with a slide it's a very long putty thing but the point is the putties get to enchant the thing but like they're fighting over sand and it really just looks like they told the stunt actor just pick up some sand and throw it on the thing because it's just like magic dust it's very silly Anyway, it's enchanted. We get to the U Center because, of course, that's where the jazz show is. Right. It's time for the trumpet. And, oh boy. So, it's really clear to me, not just that, like, the thing that would be obvious, which is the exact jazz music that's playing is not what they probably had on set. But I'm fairly convinced they didn't have music on set at all. (laughs) Because everyone is dancing in the most, like, lifeless, nothing way. Yeah. Like they were just like, now dance. And they're just like, okay. And it's just silent. And there's a guy up there pretending to play the trumpet really badly. Really badly. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Curtis, what the hell? But the spell works. And of course, like, I mean, this is, why not? Why? Oh, you, you, so you don't know what music you're going to get the rights to. It's fine. Just like shoot around it. But no, we don't shoot around anything. We don't have any time. No, no. A potty steals the trumpet because, of course, Zed says he's going to put the Rangers out of my misery. That's not a phrase, but he says it. Also, I do have a lot of questions of like, to what end is this spell to be used? Like, okay, the idea is they're going to spend all their energy fighting old monsters. And they're going to be so exhausted that the new monster he's about to create out of the trumpet is going to be able to just kick their ass. But he does it wrong and bad. Right. The monster he creates is the tofu monk, which is so (laughs) funny. I had forgotten. I was sitting here being like, is this one we haven't gotten to yet? I forgot that tofu monk has little like horns that (laughs) kind of look like an instrument, I guess. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, it has a different name. It's Trumpet Top, but it's Tofu Monk in my heart. Bulk ends up covered in cement. Got it. Why not? So sure enough, they're going to try to find the trumpet because the trumpet's missing. And they're all really concerned because it's their famous uncle's trumpet. Oh my god, it's the killer bee monster. We got a morph. Oh my god, it's so many other monsters. So this is, of course, due to monsters. They have the suits. They can create this footage. Because yeah. at this point, we still can't put the rangers and the monsters in the same shot. No. This fight's not bad. Like, they're fighting monsters. It's pretty fun. But what is great is that Alpha's like, we've gotten a distress symbol. Like, they're fighting. But, like, I don't have any monsters. And they look at the viewing globe. And they see <laughs> the rangers just fighting air. And then even better... Bulk and Skull spot the Power Rangers. Like, <laughs> this is going to be our chance to get it. But then see them just fighting nothing. And they make the 
best faces. It's like <laughs> truly great acting. This is my favorite moment of all four yeah. episodes. It's Bulk and Skull watching them fight nothing. These rangers who they admire and they're just like, what? Um, what are <laughs> you doing? They're like, maybe I don't we shouldn't like the Power Rangers so much. I guess I guess we're going to wait for them to be done with whatever this is. <laughs> it's really, really quite special to me. Yeah. Zordon's like, let's just get them in here. Yeah. He describes, they're like, there's all these monsters out there. And then he goes, the irony of your situation is that they're not real. And I'm like, I don't, there's a lot of weird phrasing in this episode. Yeah. Out of my memory, irony of your situation. Uh, but Trumpet Top's here. And you should go fight him. He's the real monster. Okay. So theoretically, when they go back in the fight, they should still have to deal with the illusions of the monsters, right? No. They go back no. in. Zed makes a monster giant. We're done with the illusion thing. He yeah. just like forgot his plan up. halfway through, I guess. Right. He gives it up, I think. And it's the worst Zord fight, I think, of the entire chunk of episodes. In I my mean, opinion. It's, it's long. It's, it's boring. boring. There's no illusions of any kind. At least we see the Zord, the Megazord fighting the monster, which is like something. Mm-hmm. It's so quick. Curtis is really upset. Yeah. Because he's like, I lost our uncle's trumpet. I feel really bad. And then they're like, guess what? We found it. Some kid got it from the Power Rangers. That's a lie. They're lying to him. Yeah. Curtis um, doesn't care. Yes. And then Balkan's going to show up with this giant slab of concrete with all of the impressions of the footprints. Yeah. And I do like that both in this moment and early in the episode, they're trying to be like, does it really matter who the Power Rangers are, Bulk and Skull? Like, they're trying to get them to a more zen place. Not like, yeah. you're never going to figure it out. But like, do we need to figure this out? Like, it doesn't make a difference in our life if we know who they are. Uh, but then Zach has Richie turn on some music. So everyone a runs CD. off to the dance flanner. The dance flanner. What was what? <laughs> I just had a, this episode is killing me. Yeah. They run um, to the dance floor. They push Bulk and Skull off balance. They drop the concrete. Oh, oh shucks. Oh, my God. Bulk's face. Like, I just love Bulk being slowly driven insane by his quest. Like, that's He's what's happening. He's truly losing it. He's truly losing it. He's losing his mind. Like, Skull, I don't know. I think Skull's fine. But Bulk, he's not going to be okay after this. In the grand scheme of things, this episode, fine. I'll say it. It's fine. If you were, if this wouldn't be a definitely skip, unlike some of the other ones. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it has its moments. That's all I can say. We are clinging to moments. We are in the bad place. Natalie, tell us about episode 16. Is it any Episode better? 16 is a little bit better, except my first note is enough talk about Tommy. I'm over it. Oh my God. Oh I, my God, I so thought I would be it. free of this shit. And I'm, it's worse because he's not and even he's there. Back. Next episode is White Knight, whatever, White Light, whatever it's called, part one. No. I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate, like, and here's the thing. I have to, like, constantly remind myself that, like, this show is for children. And there was a huge week, like, a very long week. Because when you're eight, a week is so long between episodes. So, like, it doesn't feel as incessant. But, my God. It's just like, it's getting even worse now because, like, they clearly don't have Trini all the time. They clearly don't have Jason all the time. Right. That will be even more clear in a second. And, like, it's just, like, not, Mm -mm. oh, my God. Mm -mm. And Tommy's not even there. He's not even in this episode or the last episode. (laughs) He's not even there. I really like Die Ranger. I just want to, like, say something positive. I'm having a lot of fun with that (laughs) show. But here's the thing. There's, There's a good moment in here, and it's only because of Amy Jo Johnson. But first... 
basically we're at the juice bar. This is how it opens up. We're at the juice bar. Kimberly's like, oh my god, Tommy. Uh, I don't know. Does it matter? It doesn't. But she gets she this has idea. a mirror. Yeah, she has this mirror. Like it looks awful. <laughs> she has this mirror that like Billy compliments and is like, that's a really nice mirror. And she's like, yeah, Tommy got it for me at the fair or whatever. He like won it for me great why don't you just have like a bear or something like what the fuck because the monster's a mirror natalie i know why but like god (laughs) it could have been like i just i really feel like they need to have like a better reason to make these monsters because this whole like random item becomes the monster thing is just driving me up a wall she could have been looking at any given mirror any mirror it didn't have to look like that mirrors and trumpets also aren't alive i'll get over it i'll get over it (laughs) i don't think you should anymore i think it's like what the fuck is going on but she's like really sad about tommy and like billy's like god i wish i could help you but the way he says it it sounds like he doesn't really wish that he could he he sounds really over it (laughs) he also was like i'm gonna go with you somewhere and then just straight up doesn't I decided I do have one more thing about the monsters not being alive, which is that, like, they knew they were going to have to do the Die Ranger monsters. Uh Like, they knew they were running out. And the Die Ranger monsters are all just stuff. Why would you put that in an episode when you know you're about to have Baron String and Tofu Monk and Master Mirror makeup? Like, have some forethought. I think it really is like that gif of Gromit, like, making the train track as he's on the train. You know, have you seen? Yeah, it? except for at yeah. this point, I think they're off the track. Yeah, making... they're like desperately trying to like make a semblance of a track. We're I don't trying. know. Anyway, Kimberly <laughs> won't shut up and Billy's sick Anyway, of it. yeah. So like, and she sees like an ad in the paper for Madame Swampy, which I just think is like the weirdest name for a psychic. And she's like, oh, maybe I'll go see a psychic to talk about my feelings with Tommy. Maybe they'll tell me something about Tommy. And like, Billy's like, girl, are you okay? <laughs> My theory about Madame Swampy is that they, like, had to make sure that they would pass legal clearances, but they had, like, no time for that. So it's, like, just think of something that would couldn't possibly be an actual psychic's mm, name. Yeah. He's like, okay, whatever, I'll go with you, but I have to get my rollerblades first. Neat. Then Dang. Bulk and Skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said it, not me, but <laughs> it's true. Then Bulk and Skull show up at the juice bar, and <laughs> Skull is doing my favorite thing that he's done in this chunk of episodes, where he just, like, is... <laughs> He just, like, screams at Richie, but, like, Richie's obviously not there, like, for a, for a soda. And then he just, like, starts pointing at his mouth. <laughs> He's thirsty. Yeah. They go to order these sodas. It's weirdly longer than it has to be. I don't know yeah. why. But, like, they are incredibly funny in this sequence. It's so funny. I'm like, oh, my God. It's it's one of the highlights. That's great. That That is one of the highlights. But anyway, they also see the same ad. And they're like, this Madam Swampy could maybe tell us about the Power Rangers, which I think is actually a more productive use of going to see a psychic. I'm just going to say it. I don't know and... what Kimberly thinks the psychic is going to tell her. Yeah. Like, what is she going to say? Like, Tommy is busy doing Jason. I don't know. Whatever. Move anyway. On, bitch. <laughs> He's gay. I don't know. Anyway. Somehow Bulk and Skull get there first. Yeah. I, I think how. it's the rollerblading thing. It's the rollerblading but thing. We'll That's get there why Billy said that line. <laughs> so Bulk and Skull could get there first. Okay, but then Billy's not even there later. I know. Anyway. He decides to go do rollerblading instead. Anyway. The psychic like, cost five whole dollars. They are broke. They don't have five dollars. They just have, like, I believe some candy, a spider ring, and some other stuff. And Madame Swampy is like, fine, whatever, here take this treasure map and it'll lead you to something that you'll definitely want. And they're like, hell yeah. 
They never look at the other side of the paper. It's an ad. Spoiler alert. So (laughs) they leave. Then Kimberly is like walking towards Madame Swampy's like setup situation. And what we need to understand is that in all of this, Zed has since decided, hey, that Kimberly girl, she's really cool. I think I'm going to make her my new evil queen because I don't have one anymore because Rita is gone. And to be clear, this is fucking gross. Yeah, it's like gross. And like also to what end? Like, why? Why do you even need an evil queen, Zed? Like, can you just like, I don't know. It's just stupid. I don't know why he decided he needed that now. I don't know why Goldar's like, yeah, this is a great plan. Whatever. Anyway. And Goldar's like, rad, I'll kidnap her. And he does. He uses some magic dust to, to like, knock her out. He roofies her to bring her back to his friend. It's really gross to me. It's I'm sorry. Good. I just find this very gross. She's a teenage girl. Yeah. And this is a children's program. Yeah. So she's kidnapped and taken to the lair where she's, like, laid on a throne unconscious and weirdly enough this cave also has a name it's called the cave of fantasy it is as far as i can tell on earth uh-huh moving on <laughs> okay so that happens then we have rollerblading for a little bit we have zach and billy but we also have more importantly rollerblading curtis and richie and what is okay. richie wearing he has like a shirt open it's the gayest thing i've ever seen <laughs> like He's shirtless under a vest. He's he's yes. rocking the Aladdin, if you will. It really and is that. It is uh again, great body, but like mm-hmm. and at one point Zach has a line about like I think they're trying to meet Curtis and Richie. Yes, Billy they and are. Zach are yeah. And he's like, Oh, it must be like Curtis probably stopped to help a beautiful lady and it's like, Okay, Zach. <laughs> they're making out. Okay, Curtis and Richie and Curtis are making out. Yeah, Jason is dead. That. Stop thinking about Jason. <laughs> And it's like, anyway, yeah, so they're making out, they're on a rollerblading day. I love that for them. But then they're attacked by buddies, and they have to run in their rollerblades on a playground. And it's like a really, like, to me, as someone who has never, like, been able to rollerblade, I was just like, this is so precarious. But maybe it's not. Knowing that part of the idea was to, like, fake out the White Ranger, which I'm very curious to see if they even run with that all the way in yeah. the next episodes. This does at least, like, make them seem pretty athletic and capable. Like, they don't really fight putties directly, but, like, you're at least like, okay, the potential's there. Yeah. And, yeah, there's this whole, like, fight with the putties or whatever. They get called to the command center. Not Jason. Yeah. Trini, not Jason. Zach, Billy, because Where Jason's Jason? in the mountains, shielded from the signal. He's with Tommy at the uncle's cabin. Period. That's it. Anyway, so then there's like, at the command center, they decide to split up. Zach is going to go on his own to f- do something. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. To save then- Richie and Curtis without morphing. He's just going to go fight the putties right in front of them and hope they don't ask questions. Okay. And then Billy and Trini are going to go save Kimberly. By fighting putties while morphed. Yeah. Same plan of attack, just slightly different. Meanwhile, we go back to the cave of, of fantasy and Kimberly is like, shit, what is going on? And Goldar is like, I have to teach you how to be an evil queen. It gets kind of weird here because he puts her in Rita's costume and which she looks great. And then he's like, I'm going to teach you how to be an evil queen. You have to kneel to me as your master teacher. What the fuck? Kimberly is theoretically when he put her in the outfit, it's a spell, but it doesn't right. work. It doesn't but work. Kimberly correctly is like, I just need to play along with this and buy myself some time. Right. And then Amy Jo Johnson has the most fun of her life, I think on set of power rangers we have to believe she was going through it right now and so (laughs) this is like a huge release yeah and she puts on this like really great rita impression 
and <laughs> just commit. In the interest of fairness, it doesn't make any sense that Kimberly would know these things about Rita. She uses a lot of Rita's catchphrases from the moon. She was never there, but yeah. it's a really good Rita impression it's to the point fun. that I wondered at one point if it was her voice or not. And there were a few things that yeah. made me think it was her voice, mm-hmm. but I was like, I, I did find myself being like, wait, is it, did they get the Rita voice actor to dub her over? That's kind of smart. No, but I... then like. I think it was just her. I think her. it's really her. Yeah. Because I also thought that because I was like, wow, this is like really spot on. But then there's a, cu- a couple moments where I was like, the shape of it or whatever. I was like, oh, no, that's definitely her doing it. Yep. Amazing. Really good. Amy Jo Johnson, really good actor. And that is sad, given everything else. Okay. So <laughs> then we see Billy and Trini morphed. Crucially. That's not Trini's voice. That's not it. It's not no. her voice. It's gone. Nope. It's not even close to her voice. It's like a British accent. It's so weird. Like, I... Anyway. They save Kimberly. It's, like, not hard. And then... That's basically the episode. Bulk has a little outfit. There's a whole monster we haven't talked about. I don't even care! (laughs) The mirror gets made into Mirror Maniac, which is Master Mirror I know, but it's like, why? There's no phoenix inside of this one. No, it's When they fight him, the fight is just fighting putties in front of him, of course. Jason does show back up. Doesn't talk. Doesn't talk. Bad sword fight. Somehow the mirror's broken. At least this one's quick. At one point, the Megazord color is wrong, or like has Mm -hmm. been corrected in a weird way. It looks blue instead of green in the parts that are green it's very strange anyway we had a cover for completion's sake but like it's not yeah you know i don't even like sword fights to begin with and when they're like boring it's like even harder i do want to talk about bulk i never mentioned that he had a cute little outfit on this whole time as like a little detective slash safari person i don't (laughs) know he's on a quest i love him in a little outfit cut footage of them following this map in a way that somehow oh i bet there is explorey they should have done that instead oh. of the fight. Just cut the monster out of the hole. Yes. Episode. Why do we even need that? Curtis found the mirror. Curtis found the mirror. The map led to the juice bar. It was a coupon for a free protein muffin, but only if you buy a lunch. Stupid coupon. It was a deal. Madam Swampy is in with Ernie to help promote the juice bar and the, her psychic business. Are you happy at least that Ernie <laughs> is trying to earn money? I do like that Ernie seems to be charging money for his services. <laughs> I do like that. I like that. But um, I don't like anything We're off the rails. We're in chaos land. We're doing our best. Here's what's good. I think when the White Ranger's back, at least we can see it fight monsters. At least. That's true. And we'll have one more person to be in these shots as we lose Zach. (laughs) How much Trini and Jason continue to be in the show moving forward, I'm not sure. I remember... When we get really close to the switchover, there's like several episodes where it's like they're already gone and we're just waiting to do the switchover for whatever reason because they were like trying to work it out, I guess. And we already meet Adam and Aisha and Rocky. That's going to yeah. be very interesting. But I'm hopeful at least like uh, we just need to get to a point where every aspect of this story isn't cobbled together from a bunch of like rocks. Like I need less shards of glass. I need more stained glass windows. Like, yeah. I think we'll get there. Well, the season's I mean, supposed to be good. <laughs> like, we basically... Here's the thing. We have to remember that, like, eventually they do get there. You know, contemporary Power Rangers, obviously they know how to do it. It is just really painful watching them <laughs> figure it out. And, like, we don't know to what degree, like, that is hampered by the, the, the labor dispute, which obviously the actors are rightly to have. But 
it was having like a negative or an adverse impact on the production that was already pretty shaky. (laughs) It's so wild because it feels so clear to me that they had like solid gold in their hands. Like this was the biggest thing for kids in the world. And like because of their own greed and their own nonsense, they were just bungling it left and right at this point in time. And like, this is still the height of Ranger Mania. They're fine. Yeah. But like, it's so interesting to be able to watch someone set their own brand on fire because of their own greed and their own (laughs) lack of creativity. Just like, turn gold back into straw. It's kind of fascinating while also being very annoying because like, I don't mind chaotic. I don't mind nonsensical. I don't mind silly. But this is like often just like sporadic and boring and hard to ground down into. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I do think that's why they're like holding on with a death grip to this Tommy, like to Tommy. Like he is Mm -hmm. like this golden ticket for them. And and as we researched, I know we did an episode where I talked about how Tommy wasn't necessarily supposed to be the White Ranger. Yes. And then he was. And I think that's definitely in reaction to all of this. They're like, we need to have a unifying force to kind of bring, like, solidify this show back to, like, what it quote unquote was, even though, like, that was all their fault. They were using Tommy to kind of, like, anchor us in a way with all these different changes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like the MCU is kind of trying to do that as well, bringing back, like, these legacy characters that are, like, theoretically supposed to be done and everybody's trying to recapture lightning in a bottle and it's like just stop it (laughs) it's a very producer brain thing to be like oh people liked this because of this so we should just give them more and more and more of that it's like no people liked it because it was novel and fun people liked the green ranger because it was different because they hadn't seen something like that before right when we see it over and over and over it stops being interesting and fun right and like have a good time and pay your creatives and ah well and i was also thinking about that in terms of like looking at these unmorphed fights which are just like all of these stunts that the this cast is doing they're not you know not necessarily stunt actors in these clothing it's like a lot of the cast actually doing these weird flips and these weird kicks and it's like you know (laughs) you have this incredibly talented cast and you're just gonna squander that i know anyway jesus unions are so important they really are we are going to i think try to continue and bring you entertaining content with all this i hope at least our descent into madness this episode was (laughs) fun don't watch this season we'll tell you when to start watching again yeah we can make that deal if you want to it's on netflix in the u.s but instead you should watch die ranger which we'll be talking about next week episodes 13 through 16 we're having a great time with that show love that and I can't wait to talk about it more. And then stay tuned. In a couple episodes, we're going to meet the White Ranger in both franchises. And we'll definitely take the time to do some research and figure out what exactly was happening on this chaotic, chaotic set. Until then, thank you so much for listening. I guess I have to ask it. I forgot. Who's your favorite (laughs) Ranger this episode? Like, textually, it's probably Jason, even though he wasn't really there. Mine's billy because he said he was gonna go to a psychic with kimberly and then noped out of there and that's funny to me mine's richie he's hot yeah and he's a slut (laughs) 
Get at us on social media. <laughs> Instagram, Tumblr, it's at Teach Me Sentai. You know, email us at teachmesentai at gmail.com. Yeah. Some interesting stuff coming in about potential seasonal directions. If the show doesn't mm. pull back. At first I was like, well, we watched two scenes of Mighty Morphin. We should probably watch the third. But if they can't pull back from the edge, we are going to go somewhere else. That's yeah. my promise right now. But we'll see if they do. We always love to hear from you. We appreciate you listening. Patreon.com is be sent if you want to support us monetarily. No pressure. And we hope that you can not hate the creators of this show as much as we do right now. I'm not mad. I'm just incredibly, incredibly, incredibly disappointed. Like I'm just... mad. <laughs> Ugh. Well, John, let's think of an alternate universe. Where in you're a Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. If you got a Morpher today, what color Ranger would you be? I would be blue. Nice. I'm finding myself thinking about the SPD Blue Ranger who's angry all the time. And that's just, I'm like feeling like I've got a chip on my shoulder today. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my energy. What about you? I'm a Black Ranger today. So Ooh. does that mean I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like a jokester? Or a bad boy. It depends on the season. Boy. I'm probably a bad boy, actually. That's like, cause I'm just Ooh. like out here you know trying stuff anyway we're doing our best at least it's kind of gay it, it's like really gay <laughs> it is really gay and they've started to be like what about shirtless boys and yeah sure that was not a thing last season no and I'm, I'm not mad about it right sure how soon before richie and curtis are never seen again we'll see Very thank soon. you so much for listening We'll see you next episode, where I don't think there will be any shirtless boys in Die Ranger, but who knows? Come find out. And until then, may the power protect you. Bye! Teach Me Sentai is produced and hosted by Natalie Bridgman and John McDonough. Our incredible music is by Christopher Bridgman and our wonderful podcast art is by Yvonne14. You can find their work on Twitter at E-A-V-O-N 14 or on Instagram at Yvonne.14.art. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash teachmesentai and new episodes come out every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.